SM and the Super Radio Network, let's get back to High Tide. Yeah, Jono's back at work this week too, so we'll get some more voiceovers done. Looking forward to that. We are six, five minutes after six here on High Tide. The forecast for today, Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay. North to northeasterly, below 10 knots, uh, turning northeasterly, 10 to 15 knots in the early afternoon, then becoming northerly in the evening. A gusty southerly change due later in the day. Seas below 0.5. Offshore, if you're heading offshore, north to northwesterly, 10 to 15 knots, tending north to northeasterly, 15 to 20 in the early afternoon. Southerly wind change, 20 to 25 late in the evening or at night. Seas 1 to 1.5. Five, so not too bad, decreasing to one metre swell. Southerly one, the second swell will be out of the east at around one metre. Well, let's go to Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle Salamander Way. Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, 4982071. Morning. Good Tony. morning, gentlemen. How are we? We're good. That's, yeah, well, that's what you tell me. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Anything could happen. You might start off good, but I'm sure it doesn't end up that way. Oh, no, we've only got 53 minutes to go for today. The show flies. The show yeah, absolutely yeah, flies. We've been flying here this morning, too. We've been flat out this Good. morning. Um, people taking advantage of a cracking day out there this morning. Um, Marty's already headed to the beach. He was here at quarter to five this morning to get his issue of live worms, and uh, off he goes. But... Uh, Look, he's been getting some beautiful lighting off the beach and some nice, some good quality brim. So uh, it's something that, look, you get them all the time, but they tend to be, for me, more of a winter species. But, you know, they're there all the time. Uh, you're fishing for whiting, you're likely to catch anything down there at the moment. Um, some reports of some nice flathead been taken off the beach as well. Uh, also in around the bay, um, Roywood Reserve. I went down there for a couple of drinks and watched the sunset on Friday afternoon. And there was a couple of young blokes down there, and uh, they pulled in a couple of cracking uh, flathead that that I saw anyway. So, look, you know, if you're not catching a fish, obviously you haven't got a line in the water. It's um, some nice. Um, Panties outside. Um, yeah, so er- everything's going well. Uh, still fairly busy up here. Um, I-, I guess that'll continue right through until Australia Day, if we can still call it that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can call it Australia Day. We can? We I, can. Yeah. Blakey's pretty adamant about this. Well, the point is they've done all the surveys and there's 65% in favour. There's only 17% against. Like, what's the it. problem? And the rest are undecided. That's right. So why do we pander to the minority all the time? Uh, it's beyond me, mate. <laughs> it's, you live long enough, you see everything, won't you? Yeah, well, it's, there's been bad things happen in the past, but do you learn from the past or do you try and obliterate it? Well, exactly, and and we have we have learned from the past, but you you can't keep referring to it, can you? No, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, um, it's gone. It's the future you got to look forward to, and uh, yeah. So we'll get on with it. But yeah, getting back to the fishing, as I said, there's been cracking around here, and anyone that's going down the beaches are getting their share of the whiting, and um, as I said. Uh, uh, Flatties and, and Brim, um, Shoal Bay, I believe there's, uh, they're getting plenty of squid up around there. Also getting some nice whiting on the beach, so they're sort of, they're sort of coming inside. Um, I'm talking about sand whiting, not the trumpeters that, you know, you'll catch all the time. Uh, but they still make a good feed. They're not to be underestimated. They don't grow to great great sizes but you know uh, there's no size limit on them and I think your bag well I know your bag's 20 on them so you can certainly get a get a decent feed out of them uh, better than eating garfish okay <laughs> no, no. Eating, hang what's wrong with eating garfish oh mate <laughs> the 
lot of work goes into catching those things. They're good fun to catch, but but they're nice to eat, Garys. Are they really? Well, yeah, we'll slice them down, them open them up, and just pull the backbone out, and uh, they cook you up. You know, roll them with a rolling pin. Yeah, they roll them, but that's the same thing. You're pulling the pulling the backbone out of them, and they're just yeah. a beautiful thing to eat. And like you just chew them up. No, 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 no. Well, you, you can run the rolling pin over them, but when you cut them down, when you open them up, then you can just pull the backbone out of it. And that takes that most right? of the back. Yeah, yeah. Mm, well, that's what I did. Yeah, maybe um, maybe I'm a bit spoiled. Eh? Mm. I think so. <laughs> you and I. You and I, brother. All the way, champion. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> As I said, they're good fun to catch, but... Uh, yeah, it didn't impress me. Okay. <laughs> a bit fussy. No, that's all right. Yeah. Anyhow, guys, you have a good morning. You've got less than 55 minutes to go. I've got customers in the store, so I'll have to leave you with that. And thank you again for your call. That's all right. Thanks, Tony. Okay. okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Tony from Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle Salamander Way, Salamander Bay. He's a good boy. Good to see you too, isn't it? They were busy yesterday. They're busy today. Yeah. It's good to see that, uh, you know, because things weren't always like that over the last couple of years. So it's good to see that yes. uh, they're starting to bounce back a little bit. We're going to catch up with Melinda Pavey after I do this. 131269 Talking Sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started talking sport. Suppose we've got to stay Happy New Year, but you're going to get sick of hearing that. Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy five days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday. Not mine, but your 21st, so how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you aren't here, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> on you, Pat. Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. is one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport. Weekdays from three. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae, and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain, no stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbor Vitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbor Vitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. In a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. 2SM Have your say. Call 131269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano, tomorrow's tackle today. 
15 minutes after six here on High Tide on the Super Radio Network. Still to come this hour, Paul Burke. We're going to catch up with Tim Simpson and Melinda Pavey. Good morning. Morning, fellas. How are we? Very well, very well. Just thought I'd let you know, just in terms of the flathead, uh, the Putt Bennett fishing family competition that we've held at. Uh, on the Milestone River, um, finished up last weekend. It was a catch and release um, event. Um, they pulled in a, lots and lots of floodies, and I think the biggest one was um, 860 centimetres long. Wow, good fish, good fish. Yeah, really good fish and good event. Um, the uh, there was a winner of a boat north coast um, where Laurie gets his boat fixed up there at Yurunga. Um They donated a boat and. Uh, BCF at Coffs Harbour were big donors as well. Um, yeah, really great weekend and um, you know celebrating and uh, remembering Pat Bennett, who was a fantastic local. That's good. Well done. Well done to the club for doing that. Uh, what yeah. else you've been up to? Well, I was just saying to Grant, I was a bit fancy, but I actually ticked off something that's been on my bucket list for decades. Yesterday, now I've got a bit more time up my sleeves with another family member celebrated a very special birthday um, and it was a bit fancy but we went to Tetsuyu's restaurant oh very good very Tetsuyu's it's a lovely restaurant oh I tell you what that chef um, Tetsuyu's Japanese um, who trained in Tokyo in high-end French uh, Japanese cooking who came to Australia in the 1980s and I've, I've always follow people that do really great things with food um and you know so we can bring it back to the fishing show the seafood was superb and uh it was i think an eight course degustation menu we almost rolled out of there at the end but um (laughs) we had the um the ocean trout the confit of ocean trout which was just melt in your mouth incredible beautiful it was it was exquisite and i've gone online there's lots and lots of recipes for it um and it's actually it reads not that hard but it's about having the greatest quality ocean trout and they did explain to us it came from tasmania and it was absolutely magnificent he's still in kent street isn't he in the city yeah he is um but i think they might be moving but i tell you what the staff were incredible we had a this just just such professionals and um i had always always wanted to go and it was my sister-in-law's birthday and um she deserved something pretty special and she'd always been talking about going because she used to live at roselle and you know we just over decades had never gone um but they had some vacancies in their bookings for early january so um we were able to get in because it used to be that you had to ring like between 10 and um you know 12 o'clock on the second tuesday of every month (laughs) Um, but now with the um the open booking systems that you've got with computer systems it's actually um quite easy so um the other magnificent dish that we had was uh butter fried maricod uh, so I had a, a good memories of my grandmother. who was the greatest Murray cod fisherwoman on the Murray River. As we were, we ate this beautiful Murray cod, um, and there was a bit of scampi, um, uh, some scallops. So the the seafood um, really held up on the on the menu. Okay, I see he is moving because they're, they're going to renovate and rebuild it. And he said at the end of July. But isn't that garden lovely out the back when you sit in the restaurant in oh, the middle it of the city? Is. It's that. Um, you know, that really calming effect that you can, a garden can be just as good as a multi-million dollar harbour view. Um, yes. If you've got that zen, and there was certainly a lot of zen about that garden. And um, But I did say to my sister-in-law, I reckon I've been to Japan a few times and I've seen some beautiful gardens there. Mm-hmm. So I think they could be spending a little bit more time in the garden. But overall, <laughs> the calming effect of it um, was worth that's gorgeous. Absolutely ah, gorgeous. That's I'm like you, Melinda. I follow my favourite chefs too, have done for many years. That's why there's so many AVOs out against me. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's joking? And my other favourite thing to do, the other favourite thing I do when I'm in Sydney is just go to the fish markets. And oh my God. You know, for us that like fish, that don't have a lot of time to fish. That place is just sensational. I, um, no joke. I used to live down the road uh, from the fish markets, and I was down there every day. And it's a bit like, and I don't know if you're the same, when I'm there, it's like a kid in a lolly shop. I don't know what to take. I just want to take everything. <laughs> and whilst they're building the new fish markets just uh, around the corner, 
um, you know, there were, as I was walking around, there was no smell at all. You know, I remember in days gone by, it used to be a bit, you know, a bit wafty, but it's really so tidy and clean. And, and all I got was some sashimi. And, uh, and, and that's what we had when we got home. And, you know, it'd been cut perfectly and listening to Laurie earlier, you know, I'm sure that the board was certainly clean. There was no food for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was the other thing that I tried for the first time yesterday, and it was um, a, a taste sensation, and that's the unai, you know, the the starfish. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, the the, the row, the row out of the starfish, yeah. yeah. And there was a couple of components of that, and yeah, I was told very strongly by the um, the matcha do, do not ever cook it. It's got to be, you know, uncooked, and it was exquisite. And they put that on top of the scampi, um, and I might add, with a little bit of caviar on the top. So um, it was one of those very, very special occasions that, you know, you sometimes worry that you're going to one of those places and it's not going to live up to the hype, but it certainly did. Gee, I'm really looking forward to my tasted cheese sandwich at 7 o'clock now. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, Grant, I don't, there's nothing appealing about teriyaki on toast. <laughs> I do like teriyaki, though. I have it with a lot of... No, I don't have it with toast, but I do have it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> I know. I teriyaki. I know. It's very good. We, we have much to be thankful for um, from the Japanese um, part of the world in terms of cuisine, including tetsuyu. Um, but, but interesting, I was walking along the beach the other day, and um, I saw this about 12 months ago, that another one, um, the old drone, taking out the, uh, the line to be on the wave. Yes, fishing. Yeah, using it for you know, to cast your your uh, lures out and your, your baits out works. Oh, it's fantastic, especially for those that you know. Sorry, Alan, not everyone can afford a boat. No, that's right. I don't mind <laughs> that. That's um, no problems. But it's it's a good way of being able to get beyond the breakers and um, you know not put your shoulders out as you're casting out <laughs> and uh, and you know catch some some more interesting or better varieties of fish. It's really good. Yeah, look, it's a good way of doing things. There's plenty of people who do use it, but also the drones come into their own for surf life saving too, don't they? Shark patrols. Yeah, we've got the drone located at our beach at Hungry Head. Um, yeah, it's a big effort, and you know, has spotted a couple um, over the last few months. And you know, we had a patrol, our last patrol. Um, actually, no, it was a patrol on New Year's Day. We had to actually, for the first time in a long time, put the, the siren on and clear everyone out of the water because um, someone had spotted a shark. Um, but, you know, that is their habitat. There are a lot around, um, as Laurie was saying earlier in the show, um, as they were trying to bring in the kingies. I remember it uh, growing up as a clubby. You shut the you shut the beach like we'd have schools of sharks come in. So you shut the beach down. People would come up to you. There's big signs everywhere. Sharks do not swim. Sharks do not swim. They'll come up to you. Are we allowed to go swimming? I don't mind if you do, as long as you don't want me to come rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay out. There's sharks. It's like a wet paint sign. Yeah. That's all it walk is. up, they have to touch it. Yes. Same with blue bottles, they, they love it. You put the blue bottle signs up, everyone just comes down to the beach and goes swimming. <laughs> Generally, it's associated, though, with a pretty warm day, isn't it? Well, everyone's going to be heading towards their water holes this week. This today, 37, um, it's going to be parts of Sydney, and I think it's 36 up at Yoronga today. So Yeah, we've got 40, 40 out of Windsor today. Oh, yeah, well, I think the air can do well. Let's hope that the air can the electricity supply network stays <laughs> functioning. And what well, do, we could all be in trouble. What do you got planned for Australia Day? What have I got? Well, actually, I was asked to go to the Bellingen um, uh, Australia Day service on the on the on Friday. I think it's going to be. Yes. Uh, when Australia Day is actually Monday. Um, no, it's uh, Friday. Oh, it is Friday. Oh, yeah, twenty sixth is, is Friday. You see, you're retired now. You don't know what day no, the week it is. <laughs> Wish I were well. I'm not quite, but um, that's well. You do. It's you know what's that January fog. You wake up and you're not sure what day it is and where it is. And just a refusal to have to pick up a diary, which you probably did 18 times a day for the past 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it is on Friday. Um, so what will I be doing? Um, good question. Let's talk about what I do on next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> 
my friends call me um, lastminute.com. I sort of tend to <laughs> like to decide what to do at the last. But that's when you have time. the most fun, Melinda. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And especially nowadays, just, you know, go with the groove. How long did it take, to get, how long did it take to get the booking at Tatsuya's on a weekend? Oh, uh, no, that was a thing. We, I just tried, like, I, I think I did it last week. Oh, like, it was geez, well, like you, you must go out for lunch or something, did you? You, you see, you were um, lit. So we did go for lunch, for lunch yeah. dinner was available. Um, okay. Jeez, I used to be booked out six months in advance. Well, that's the point. And if you want to you know, take your beautiful missus for a romantic, I don't know, something or other, Alan, um, you can actually get in in January. Um, and I found that in the city, the CBD, a lot of the restaurants aren't open. Everyone's having an extended break because not everyone's around. So um, if you wanted to get a sneaky booking, this is the time to do it at Tetsu. Yeah. I'll have to advertise on the show for all the great publicity. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, ocean trout meal you talk about is classified on Wikipedia as the most photographed fish dish in the world. It is. Yes. Um, and... You know, the restaurant's been in the best restaurants of Australia. It's sort of, you know, during the early, you know, 20s. Um, but, uh, look, it, it was just it was just extraordinary. And you know, we, we should be very proud um, that that quality was there. And there was, a, there was a family behind us. I'm not sure. I think they were a Japanese family on holiday. And they had, like, a 10-year-old boy and a 6-year-old boy with them. Do you know we didn't hear one peep from those children for the whole three hour station? Oh, it was well, really nice to see. We're so blessed, aren't we? Because I, I remember, I remember growing up, and my father was French, so we'd go to a French restaurant that was one down at Bondi. I don't think there were too many else in Sydney at the time. And if you, the most exotic thing you could do beside fish and chips at your local fish and chip shop was go for Chinese. And when you'd walk in the front door, there'd be a, somebody behind the counter going, G'day, love, what would you like? Oh, chicken Maryland, please. <laughs> you know? And nowadays we've got such an, ex- for a foodie like me, they've got so much to be thankful for multiculturalism. I mean, that you can get everything and quality. That's the thing. I mean, you can have the best, you know, Asian food in the whole of the world in in Sydney or in, in all the suburbs, whether, you know, you go out to Cabramatta for the best Vietnamese in the world. Or, you know, now the Korean food that's here is just incredible. We've got so many different, you know, aspects of all those cuisines. And, you know, we are very lucky. And, you know, let's not, you know, we love our fish and chips. That's certainly right. And, you know, um, but even just hearing PJ talk about how he cooked his omelette with a spanner mm-hmm. crab and the prawns you know it's you know food is is just such an important part it's always been an important part of my life because i mean we even had a restaurant at one point so i know how hard it is to to prepare food to, to that quality um and to train your staff and to to be able to do that sort of level of you know first grade quality day after day after day it's um it's a skill that you know should be celebrated and we should be very proud yeah, you make yeah. a great point Grant. we're very lucky now um and you know food travel people come to our our country for the quality of our food and particularly our fish and our seafood i mean the sydney fish market is the second most visited tourist spot in the whole of australia yeah. um in, in in sydney particularly you know after the opera house Everyone wants to go to the fish markets and wait till the fish market is in a location that it deserves to be in. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of, um, you know, lots of challenges, you know, to the point where it's all operating smoothly. But, you know, it deserves a high-quality venue for the popularity and, and the reputation that it gives our country overseas. Next time you're down the fish markets for breakfast, Mel, uh, the boat shed out the front on the right-hand side as you go in, they do a soft-shell Singapore crab omelette. Oh, that sounds good. It is very nice. It's like a chili crab soft shell on top of an omelette. He's dribbling. Yeah, oh, that nice. must be good. He's <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> I should drive some home to PJ, but it might it might take too long and <laughs> the results might be too quick. Actually, Tetsu is a very keen fisherman. He fished with Craig McGill all the time. He loves yeah. his fishing. Yeah, he's a very keen fisher. Wow, there so. you go. Yeah. Well, we should try and get him out on your boat one day. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. He'll show us how to yeah. fish probably. <laughs> well, he can clean them all and do them, and I bet you the plates are clean and the boards are clean. 
I thought I'd seen him in there when, as we arrived, but apparently he's overseas um, okay. and he's looking at doing um, something at Dubai. So he's over there okay. doing some reconnaissance. So okay. again, to that international reputation, um, yeah. he does have a, a very respected one. Yeah, well, that's good. That's our goal. That's, we'll add that to our bucket list now. <laughs> now getting okay. to see you on the program from your boat this year. That sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mel, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's always a pleasure. See you, fellas. Okay, bye. bye. The Honourable Melinda Pavey, she's a good girl. I'm hoping that when the new fish market, I, I you know, had not living in the area for I, a while. I should have asked because she was the one who got that in place when she was the minister. Mm. I'm hoping that they they used to do um, the extra. <laughs> it was the best gig in town. You could go to the fish markets. I think it was a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, whichever night they had the classes, and they'd teach you how to cook fish, and they'd have barbecue sessions don't, and all of that you, sort of stuff. You, and you'd, you'd pay a ridiculously low, so, and you got to eat the food yeah, too. No, it's not that dear, but they do fishing cooking classes all the time. Yeah. Also, another good thing. So to I hope do, that continues. Yes. Yeah, another good thing to do. They do a tour through the fish markets when. When it's operating, when it's into the cellars. Cellars, I yeah. think it's one day a week. It's about 20, it used to be about $20, and you get a cup of coffee and a tour through when the actual auction's going on, things like that. And that's Which is great. worth seeing. Oh, yeah, definitely worth seeing. Yeah. You know, so many things. And let, let and if they've got this this great new premises, which should be absolutely outstanding and, and should add to the uh, to the tourist value uh, in there. And I think they're planning on having a couple of areas for boats to pull up, too. Oh, well, they used to have a marina that, that died over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a spot there we can get boats in, but there'll be more of a spot for camp dropping off because it's such a big turnover for them as well. How good. Yeah, How good. We fought for ages to get a pontoon there once they condemned the marina. That was going back a few years ago. We're going to take a break? We should. It is 28 minutes away from seven. Why don't you take your taste buds on a chocolate holiday with the irresistible chocolates from Byron Bay Chocolate Company? A local success story, the family-run factory produces spectacular chocolates to match our spectacular region. Locally sourced nuts, fruits and berries are lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create these gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Treat yourself this holiday season. Try their world-famous moon macadamias. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlet. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg Ginger Beer is a true blue brew, a quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger and a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670 Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year, the Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton metres of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires.
Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. 2SM. Have your say. Text us on 0458 049 209. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 25 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Looks like a good day. 33 degrees, the forecast for Sydney. Blakey says about 40 up his way. Melbourne 21, 34 in Brisbane. Uh, Perth is looking at 30 if you're heading over that way today as well. Sounds good. Let's go and speak to Mr Simpson's little boy. Timmy, how are we? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm happy, you guys. We're good. What have you been up to, Tim? Oh, um, well, we've got some beautiful weather up today, and that's the first we've had for a little while. <laughs> yeah, so, hasn't uh, been very good. Fishing. No. There's, there's quite a few, uh, the small marlin, the little bait run that we get every year. Um, quite a few of them out there, I believe, but not too many boats have been out because of the weather. Uh, I've been spending time at the moment. I'm doing some research for a friend who's writing a book about the very significant handmade real craftsman, um, Arthur Kobolovs, who was a very significant um, early real maker in the 1930s, based in Hollywood, California. And he made reels for people like Zane Gray and other pioneers. And uh, my friend who's a a very serious collector of Kopolovsky items, is writing a book about it. I'd never even heard of it. Not that I'm, yeah. Yeah, well, um, the reels have handmade in, handmade in Hollywood stamped on them, and they were made by Arthur Kopolovsky. And his son took over the business, Oscar Kopolovsky, and uh, he was with people like um, Jack Erskine from Cairns. Okay. And uh, they tested, well, Oscar's reels were tested um, up off Cairns of Giant Blacks uh, in, here in Australia. And uh, he developed um, roller guides and things like that with Finnor uh, and other people. Okay. And designed a two-speed and three-speed gearbox for some of the reels that we now use today. Interesting. So, yeah, he was uh, an interesting character, and his reels are, are, are works of art. They're, you know, engineering masterpieces and uh, highly sought after by collectors, and um, it's a fascinating history. Does anyone still fish with them, or are they just a collector's item now? Well, they work. You could fish on them, but um, no, they're significant collector's items now, so yeah. generally don't want to get them dirty or scratched. <laughs> I can understand that. But, uh, well, you know, that's yeah. like John Dumphy who invented the, um, uh, what you call it? I, mean, I can't think of it. The um, bait guard, not bait, uh, jo, jo, you know, I'm doing a Roscoe at the moment. The yeah, right. <laughs> well, Dumphy introduced a bait runner. Oh, John Dumphy, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. And John made a significant contribution to the world fishing scene. And uh, it's since been copied by all sorts of other brands as well. But, yeah, our own John Dumpy, uh, friend to all of us in the studio. Yes. He, um, he, he was a great player in the fishing industry and, uh, yeah, made a great contribution. Yeah, he was quite happy to tell you the story because he was sitting down at his boat ramp on the little pontoon at the back of his place at Sylvania Waters and uh, thinking, oh, look, this could run out and grab them and I could hit it and strike it. And So then he sat down and started to draw up a bait runner. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, a, a, a situation or a need like that is the mother of invention and that's where a lot of great ideas come from. Yeah. And what else has been happening on the fishing scene up there, Tim? Uh, I went uh, marlin fishing oh, a couple of weeks ago now before the last lot of rain and 
we had a wonderful day on the ocean, but we I think we covered about a hundred kilometres and we caught nothing. So yeah. that was a bit unexciting. But since then, we've had uh, quite a few little marlin come in. But as I say, the weather's been so awful that um, not too many people have been out chasing them. I don't think you've had a lot of dirty water there from all that rain. And that's, Correct. Uh, yeah. And the little marlin are generally in close on the inshore reefs. Uh, feeding on the bait fish that are on the inshore reefs. And <laughs> those inshore reefs have been covered in dirty water and mud lately, so uh, it, it's um, made things a bit awkward. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Although, I, I must say, I, I have caught marlin in quite dirty green water close to the coast. Have you? Okay. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, at, at time. Because, you know, the bait fish are still often in that green water and um, the marlin must sense them or smell them or, you know, go prospecting because they're hungry. So they find them and, and uh, you will catch marlin in dirty green water, but they do prefer, being a sight hunter, they do prefer the clear water, I think. Have you got to change the way you're, you're fishing for them? Uh, no, we generally fish the same, but you probably just have to wait a bit longer until you've cross paths with one because their hunting capability is greatly reduced because they can't see as far. So, you know, you've got to troll a few more miles until you uh, get lucky and come close enough to one that he sees your offerings and comes over and strikes. Okay, question for you. Laurie McInerney was talking earlier about high-speed trolling for kingies and things like that at 12 knots. What sort of speed do you troll for the marlin? Um, depends if we're using natural bait or lures and then what kind of bait if we're using baits and how they're rigged. But generally, if we're trolling natural baits like garfish or, um, or skipping baits like slimy mackerel or small tuna, generally sort of four to six knots. If we're trolling lures, generally six knots to eight knots. Okay. But... There are times when um, we're moving between hot fishing spots, like a, like a reef here, and then we're travelling out to a reef, you know, several kilometres further out, and I'll put out high-speed lures while we're trolling or while we're, while we're moving, and I've caught marlin up to, geez, I don't know, 15 knots at wow. least. okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. it, it's tricky to do that because it's hard to keep the lures in the water. They tend to bounce from wave top, yeah, to wave top and then yeah. flip out and then they tangle and tumble. <laughs> and, but there are ways to do it. And if yeah. you keep a very low angle on the rod, like um, elastic band, the line down to the transom or have a bent butt rod with a low towing angle so that what I'm saying, don't have the rod tip up high, have the rod tip very low so that it's pulling down along the water sort of level with the surface, then you control surprisingly fast. And if you let it back two or three or more times the normal length behind the boat, so it's out quite a way, the line itself will hold the lure down. And, uh, yeah, you control a lure at 15 knots perhaps, yeah. Okay. And I've got mako sharks and marlin and I think tuna. I can't remember a tuna, but I'm sure I have caught tuna at yeah. very high speeds as well. So, yeah, hmm. they'll uh, sometimes lash out. And again, you've got to sort of come close because they've got to react pretty quick and then pounce on it before it gets pulled away from them too far. But, uh, yeah, it works. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You've got to have the right kind of lure too, but yeah. we'll have to... Uh, we can we can talk to, to people about that at a boat show perhaps one day and uh, show them the styles. But, yeah, if you've got the right sort of lure, one that doesn't have a lot of drag, you can do it. Okay. Are you coming down to the boat show this year? I should be, yeah. It um, hasn't been planned yet, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping so. I'll be down in August for the Sydney boat show, and usually I'm there on stage doing lectures every day, and uh, I'll look forward to it again this year. Okay. This'll, I had a look the other day. I think I've been doing lectures at boat, or well, the Sydney Boat Show for a little over 40 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I first, I first uh, worked in the Rothmans Pavilion at the old, old, old boat show venue in Sydney. 
and it was with Dick Lewis and John Sortell and uh, Bernie Clark and a few other sort of legends of Australian fishing. And, yeah, I was just a young nipper then, but uh, they, they got me in and up on stage and uh, came back every year since then. Well done. I think that's a record that won't be broken for many a long year. Okay, Timmy, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's always a great pleasure to catch up. Good on you. See you, Tim. Bye. And he, Tim, holds all sorts of world records yeah. for different fish and, and line classes and things. like The knowledge he's got is just amazing. Yeah, just an absolute gun. 15 yeah. minutes away from 7, we'll take a break. When we come back, I'm going to take a look at boats from a technical perspective. 2SM has Sydney talking. You used to be paying $600 a quarter for electricity, now they're paying $1,200. At the bottom line, when you line up at the checkout, what you are living on, that's where it's still really hurting us. Small minorities are getting in there who have have an agenda to push because we are quiet and when I say we I mean the majority then we have to accept it. The minority blokes who get out there jumping up and down in the streets that's why they're getting things through that it shouldn't be getting through. Summer mornings with Dave Cochran. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make finance easy offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Those high-rise and difficult-access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849 Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on zero four. This is Radio 2SM. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, you're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 12 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. It's going to be a good weekend next weekend. It's a long one. Yes, Australia Day on the harbour. I'm looking forward to it. If you're going out in the harbour, have a look at the planning that goes on and go on the website for the maritime and uh, see what's going to happen. What goes on the boat ranch will be very busy. You've got your little parade on? Yes, I'm going. Which is not so little. <laughs> oh, no, well, uh, we enjoy going to the harbour parade. We dress yeah. the boat up, uh, put some flags out and some bits and pieces. And it allows us, we get out in the um, sit off Jeffrey Street wharf. Uh, in an exclusion zone there when, when the harbour shut down where all the activities are on and then all the boats line up and do a parade around the harbour and end up in Athol Bay. And it will be about 24, 25 is on board, but it's just a great day. Everyone's out there enjoying themselves, everyone's smiling, everyone's yeah. having fun. It's non-denominational. Yeah. It's just celebrate Australia. Yeah, uh, celebrate and be proud. 
right. of it. You know, yeah. I, 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 that's the one thing, you know, whether whichever side of the fence in this, this whole debate over Australia Day you sit on, at the end of the day, it, it's actually all about uniting Australia. Right. Yet yeah. at the moment where, because of our silliness, we're dividing it. You cannot change what's in the rearview mirror on the car, but, but you, you can change, change what's, what's in, out the front. front. Yeah, that's totally. what it's all about. And that's totally. the way to do it. Totally. So, uh, and the roulettes are going to put on a show at lunchtime as well over the. They hub. are cool. Yeah, they are so cool. I know know them from motorsport really well. Though, and actually, I see Dion Ellison will be out there with some jet skis doing a thing on the harbour as well. Really, so, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go and video it for Kieran. Put a complaint in for the jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> Dion's a good boy. Dion and Jack Ellison. So, uh, look, it'll be a great day. The tool ships race on. The ferry thons on. And the ferries, instead of going from the Harbour Bridge up around Shark Island they disappear and come back again. It's actually a course from uh, Sydney Cove around Fort Denison and two laps and back again. Nice. But uh, they can't, they, they're keeping the spectator boats away. They're getting a bit dangerous, everyone getting together. So, And they're a bit faster, the ferries now. Yeah. Because uh, it was famous years ago. What was it, the... Lady Edeline or the Lady Ferguson sank when she got back yes, to the Ferguson. She yes, sprung a plank, yeah. got back to the quay and, and sank. But, uh, look, it's just a great day on the harbour, and the weather's going to be good. It's going to be a bit overcast, but 32 degrees. And fun. And yes, fun. That, well, that's it. And we can, we can leave the wharf at 10 in the morning, and we'll be back at the wharf by 5.30 in the afternoon. So it's a nice day for the kids as well. It's not too long a day type of thing. I did a few years of the, the lunatic stuff uh, down around Shelley Beach uh, over on, on the north side where you just buy ridiculously big blow-up yeah. lounge suites. And mm-hmm. There were people out there with lounges, coffee tables, all sorts of stuff. It was just so much fun. Yeah, you know, it's definitely worth the effort type of thing. So it's a packed day on the harbour. But uh, just please be safe out there. That's yeah, the main thing. Yeah, and if you're in a dinghy, put your life jacket on. If you're the only oh, person yeah. out there, if you're under the underage, or the, there's a bit of swell. Around. Well, actually, on Australia Day, with so many boats on the water, you probably, if you're in a dinghy, you should have your life jacket on anyway. Cause it, it's a heightened level of danger. An interesting side thing, from that, not to scare people, but um, they did a tagging program in Sydney where they tagged a lot of sharks to see what was going on and what's happening. And this theory of there's lots of boats around, the sharks don't come around. Nah. No. Opposite Australia Day a few years ago, they, they chased, they tagged them and went through that day. There's seven of them swimming around the harbour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the the day the first fleet got here, the one thing they kept saying was, "There's a lot of sharks." <laughs> and, you know, if you read Rob Mundell's book, everybody's talking about the sharks. So you know, it, it hasn't changed. No, it has not. And listen, just well, not a safety thing. Um, navigation lights on boats. Yeah. Now we've all got navigation lights when we use at night time. Do you have spare navigation light globes on your boat? Absolutely. Good boy. Do you know how to change it? Well, of course, you, well, you're an electrician. You can. But, you know, for LED lights now, we don't have to change them as much as the old incandescent, especially the festoons, which were a horrible thing at the best of times. And the festoons are the one that sat just between two little pieces and uh, weren't the best instead of the bayonet type. But uh, if you got, if you haven't got, you should be putting LED lights in, but you should still have a spare on board. So if you're out, it doesn't ruin your day and you get a fine. Yeah. Now, it's not that hard to change them, but just know how to change them and what to do. And also, not only uh, am I able to not only change the glaze, but do the wiring, because being an auto electrician, I've also got a torch, mm-hmm. a torch that is the navigation lights that I use for my dinghy, which I keep on my boat too. So if all else fails... I've still got my red and green at the front. You know you don't actually need navigation lights as in red and green on your dinghy. I know. You need an all-round white light. That's all you have to have. Yeah. I just... If you saw saw from Taylor's to where my mooring was and the number of boats that go screaming through there at the night, I I light that thing up like a Christmas tree. Do you think most of them know what Port Starboard is? That could be a question. That could be a, that could be a legitimate question. But it's a good point. Carrying spares for, for not just navigation lights, but for everything you, you, you can possibly carry. Well, just little that's things. Worth it. Little things. Have a grab bag with spares and bits and pieces yeah. and pack them away nice in the boat. But go and use them. Like we nearly got caught out uh, this week. I've got a lot of redundancies on the big boat where I've got twin pumps here and extra pumps and bits and pieces and extra float switches. Yeah, this is a good one. Just so, listen to this. So we've set it up, and over the last couple of years, they had a good. Run, haven't had any problems with the pumps. If it's a wiggle, well, the redundancy finally ran out during the week. <laughs> there was some water. Of course, we were cleaning some bilges out and doing that. And that's strange. Pump hasn't kicked in. So you start off with the back pump. 
Oh, and it gets the lowest one of the boat. And it, a pump and a, a float switch had failed there, but the engine room pumps had covered for that. There's two in the engine room, and there was one of them in the forward build as well. And one of the engine room pumps, the pump had failed, the other one, the float had failed, and it was left to the, to the fifth pump type of thing. So we've been through and replaced three or four pumps and float switches, and I've got redundancy again for another couple of years. But if you build a redundancy, you've still got to check, check your redundancies. Right, yeah. You know, like I've got, I've got three marine radios on, on my boat. No, it just worked out that way for yeah. me. Um, and no point having them unless you switch, you know, keep them charged, okay, put that, the check, turn them on, make sure they work. Occasionally when you, like sometimes I'll use the, the one down on the nav table, the other times I'll use their handhelds yeah. when I talk to, to Marine Rescue, yeah. just to make sure they're still working. Yeah, well, we go to sea, we've got two handhelds that are fully charged, plus uh, the main radio on the boat as well. Mm. So that makes life a bit easier. But yeah, we carry the handhelds because the tender goes somewhere, it takes a radio with it. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very important important thing too. Yeah, you just get in that habit with it and it carries an EPIRB in the tender as well. Because if you're offshore somewhere and the tender breaks loose or something like that, Peter Sayers actually got AIS in his tender. Really? Yeah, because yeah, he tows, yeah, tows um, Johnny everywhere he goes yeah. um, on about a 60 foot line and it's a, about a 16 foot little plate uh, tiller steer thing with 30 horsepower and it's got its own AIS. So if it breaks away, he can go find it. That's <laughs> <laughs> smart thinking, but yeah. also if you're away from the main boat, you've got to things go wrong. That's right. Things go wrong. Yeah. You've got to plan for it. Stay ahead of the plane. That's what it's all about, as they say. Oh, well, I should mention Blake's Marine. Uh, not open today. Today Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we open tomorrow. <laughs> you remember that much? It's good. <laughs> You do have Stasis on special, just yeah, in case we, you forgot. Yeah, yeah. Lee told me. Yeah, blakesmarine.com.au. There's some good specials on the Stasis and also some bar crushes. Have a talk to him. At, uh, he's doing a few deals on stock stuff, so it's definitely worth the effort. That is the program for today, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week. More importantly, have a great Australia Day. And we'll look forward to catching up with you next weekend. Safe boating, everyone. As Kim would say, keep your eye on the sky. Hoping for that red fin One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yappies bite your toes This boyhood story had to end 2SM Super Network News. South Africa has launched proceedings against Israel in the United Nations International Court of Justice. South Africa have accused Israel of a genocide following their conduct in the war in Gaza. The first wind farm to be built in New South Wales in two and a half years has been approved by the state government. The 1500 megawatt wind farm is being built in the New South Wales River Arena, set to power over 700,000 homes. Immediate, independent, unbiased. There are still 11,000 properties in Queensland without power after the storms on Christmas night. Acting Queensland Premier Cameron Dick says 92% of the services have been reconnected. A ban on disposable vapes is set to be implemented nationwide from March 1st. Ben Harris from Private Healthcare Australia says the federal government should be commended for moving to ban the harmful vapes, but it will take a sustained effort to protect Australians. 2SM Super Network News.